Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal is not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. At some point, the dam is going to break, and even the New York Times and the Washington Post are going to recognize that we may have a criminal family sitting in the White House. This is the reality of the Republican investigation into the so-called Biden crime family. It's seemingly riddled with stunts and conspiracies. There are a lot of teachers here, I think, so I'm going to tell you, you know, one of the things I love is Venn diagrams. Any math teachers in the room? I love Venn diagrams. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america all right hour two sean hannity show thank you for being with us 800-941-SEAN you want to be a part of the program all right before we check in with professor alan dershowitz and john solomon just to say just to, just to take a slight diversion here south carolina congresswoman nancy mace did an introduction of senator tim scott at a prayer breakfast earlier uh yesterday and it is the most bizarre introduction at a prayer breakfast that i think i've ever heard and i just you know considering the 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 heaviness of every topic we're dealing with every second minute hour of every day it seems it just cracked me up listen and when i woke up this morning at seven i, I was getting picked up at seven forty-five. patrick my fiance tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed and i was like no baby we don't got time for that this morning uh i gotta get to the prayer breakfast and i gotta be on time and a little tmi but um i 
He'll, he can wait. He's got, we got, I'll see him later tonight. I mean, it was just, I just read that and it made me laugh. Uh, anyway, we welcome back to the program investigative reporter and editor in chief, justthenews.com. Uh, John Solomon is with us. Uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, attorney, author of Get Trump, the New York Times bestseller, here to discuss, uh, the happenings at yesterday's hearing. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, um, you tell me if my instincts are wrong here and, and I'll defer to you. Uh, but uh, am I wrong in thinking this is extraordinarily unusual, uh, what happened yesterday? The idea uh, that that the prosecution and defense have this plea agreement, they're hoping the judge signs off on it, and they didn't resolve the issue of whether or not uh, future prosecution would be included. And, and then Judge Narika uh, saying, uh, isn't this unusual and non-standard? And, and they had no answer except, yeah, it's not standard. Um, to me, I think that the fix was in and this judge smelled a rat and called him out on it. You're absolutely right. I smelled a rat, too. I predicted for two weeks prior to this that this was going to happen. I predicted all over the news. I wrote columns on it. I said she will not accept this deal. By the way, you said it first on my show, so you were saying it a lot. Right, right. Uh, and uh, it, it's obvious we didn't know what was in the deal. And then when we saw the deal, oh my God, it didn't resolve the most important issue. What if new evidence emerges? What if new crimes? What if we find out that Weiss was telling the truth and Garland wasn't, and he was limited in his investigation to this tiny state of Delaware? couldn't go across the border to the District of Columbia, couldn't go to Los Angeles, couldn't go to Burisma in Ukraine, couldn't go to China. This was a limited investigation. What if we were to find that out? How do you have a plea deal when we don't know what the nature of the plea deal is? Generally, judges don't interfere with plea deals. And that's why everybody on CNN and MSNBC was saying, of course it's going to be accepted. Of course it's going to be accepted. Dershowitz doesn't know what he's talking about. And I said, no, it's not going to be accepted because I don't make predictions based on wishful thinking. I make predictions based on 60 years of experience in doing this kind of thing. And I knew that there was a rat in there to be smelled. And she was brave enough to smell it and put the kibosh on it and say, what? Go back to the drawing board. Get a deal that we both understand that means the same thing to everybody. Then we'll see if we accept it. I hope she also calls. I don't think she will, but I hope she calls Garland and Weiss. And says, look, resolve this for me. Garland, you say he was free to look everywhere, follow the money. Weiss, you say no, you were restricted to Delaware. Well, now, actually, Weiss is now taking the other position, Professor, and saying that the IRS whistleblowers are wrong and that he did have the uh, authorization and the ability to go elsewhere. Although I think as many as six people, and John Solomon will weigh in after you on this, uh, will testify uh, in committee uh, under oath. Uh, that, in fact, they heard him say it, and many took contemporaneous notes at the time. Well, and let's see, if he did an investigation, what did he do? Where are his notes of the investigation? Where are his 302 FBI forms? Did he go beyond Delaware? It really doesn't matter, in some respects, what he thinks he was authorized to do. It's what he did. Did he investigate? There was a lot to be investigated outside of Delaware. And those are facts. Those are not just opinions. Did he investigate outside of Delaware? We have to know the answer to that. 
John, let's get your reaction to, you know, what happened in a courtroom yesterday. Uh, I think this judge smelled a rat. Uh, the professor agrees with me. There's no way, no way at all, they went into this this courtroom yesterday without an understanding that the immunity would be for future crimes. In other words, that it would be over. They it would be blanket immunity for any future prosecution, including a FARA violation, which he should have been charged with on top of everything else if we had equal justice and application of our laws. What's your reaction? Uh, well, first, the professor had it right. Two weeks ago, he said this to me, and he is exactly right. The judge saw there was a disconnect in how the prosecutors were talking and how the defense team was assuming this deal was going to go. And when she drilled down to that, she found that they were on different pages. And you never want to accept a plea deal when people have it. But were they really on different pages, or is it was it a wink-wink, nod-nod, except yeah. with all that's going on in the Judiciary Committee investigating the FBI and the DOJ being politicized and weaponized, they knew damn well they couldn't get away with that, and they had to just... The day that uh, Hunter Biden's team came out and said, this covers everything for eternity, we're set. The, pro the prosecutor came out and said, this is what uh, uh, Allen originally seized on. The prosecutor said, there's still an ongoing investigation. The two were irreconcilable, and I think the judge drew that out yesterday. I think there's a second important event that happened yesterday. There's a partial allocution going on because they thought this plea deal was going to go through. And I want to point out something that Hunter Biden said, because there's a different jury. Beyond a court jury, there's a different jury watching this case very closely. The American people who will render their verdict in the 2024 election. Joe Biden has repeatedly and chronically said, my family never got any money from China. And his son yesterday called his father a liar. There is an elocution where the judges go. Thank you. I just mentioned that. I think you and I might be the only two people that caught that. This is so important. He acknowledges in 2017 that part of the taxes he didn't pay money on, it was a part of a transaction $664,000 that came from a Chinese company, CEFC. He directly confirms that is he, the son of the president, got China money. Now, how could Joe Biden be that wrong? How could he not ask these questions? The people are now looking at Joe Biden. Joe Biden is on trial in this case in a political courtroom. His honesty is on the line. And time and time again now, we are finding out Joe Biden has been lying to the American public, either by not doing due diligence or knowingly misleading the American people. I never spoke to my son, uh, Hunter, or my brother, Jim, or anybody for that matter, about their foreign business dealings has now evolved in. I've never been in business with them. Uh, however, going to your point about the money from China, we also have the WhatsApp message. I'm sitting here with my father, and then the timeline confirmed by James Comer in the House Oversight Committee saying that within days, $5 million went into the Biden family coffers, John. Yeah, and next week we will get Devin Archer, and I feel pretty confident based on all my reporting. He will say Joe Biden was in on many of the conversations involving Hunter Biden's business partners. Now, does that mean there's a crime that occurred? We don't know yet. But the idea that Joe Biden was sitting alongside his son while being vice president, entertaining conversations with the clients that his son was doing, that's exactly the sort of behavior that we tried to repudiate after Watergate. We created all these ethics rules. Joe Biden did not give us an honest answer in 2020 on many factual predicates. And I think that's going to be the jury of the American people are watching this case and it will matter to them. And yesterday there was a very big revelation that doesn't reflect well on Joe Biden. When you have corruption on the level as described by the IRS whistleblowers, Professor Dershowitz, 
where they wouldn't allow the IRS investigators to even talk to Biden family members or that the FBI uh, tipped off uh, Hunter Biden about uh, potential questioning that would would have been a surprise to him and then ultimately didn't happen. Uh, and and you hear how the statute of limitations were allowed to run out, even though they they had an agreement on an extension. That's that seems a little odd for any prosecutor to let go of that, doesn't it, Professor? Is there is there any way that the statute of limitations gets reopened because corruption allowed it to to expire? It's very hard to do that. I have to tell you, I've been doing this 60 years. In every, You don't look a day over 30. I don't get it. <laughs> the prosecution always preserves the statute of limitations. That's the sort of Damocles. I never in 60 years have heard of a prosecutor allowing the statute of limitations to expire, because that way he loses all of his leverage. Let me tell you what I think happened. I think there was an actual deal that Hunter Biden would never be prosecuted again, but the Justice Department said, we don't want to put that in writing because that will be embarrassing. But you and we, we have an understanding. Then the lawyer made a mistake and went out there and expressed the understanding. And the Justice Department said, oh, my God, now we're going to be embarrassed. We have to deny it. And so what happened is the judge smelled a rat and the judge said, look, I got to know whether there is an understanding or there isn't an understanding. If there is, put it down in writing so the American public can read it and can evaluate it and use it in the court of public opinion. So I think the judge caught both sides who were trying to do something without public accountability. And that's exactly what a judge ought to be doing, and she ought to be praised for it. Now, will she take the next step? And the next step is trying to resolve this issue about whether John's uh, great reporting uh, was correct when he said that that, that, uh, David Weiss has told people that he didn't have the authority. Well, it's not just John's great reporting, although he did expose it first because he was in touch with the whistleblowers. So I guess, may I guess it is John's reporting. Um, and I'm not taking any credit away. I always give attribution, John, as you know. But no. but but I think I, I think what they are testifying to is, you know, sp- speaks volumes. That That's right. And, and it's under oath. And so, you know, whistleblowers, just because they're blowing whistles, doesn't mean they're telling the truth. So we have to find out. What we're interested in is the truth. Was Joe Biden sitting next to Hunter Biden when he sent that tweet? Was he on 12? Well, we have confirmed that they were in the same place at that time. That we know. The question is, did he know, did President Biden know that his son was tweeting and using his name. We have to get to the bottom of all these things, and we'll only get to the bottom if we have checks and balances. And that's why it's so important that there is a committee of the uh, House that is looking into this thing, because the Justice Department isn't going to be looking into it. That's what checks and balances are all about. How does this, How does this, in a sense, whiplash back or boomerang back on Merrick Garland and the DOJ, John? especially with Devin Archer coming in Monday. And if Miranda Devine's reporting is correct and your reporting is correct, it's going to be bombshell testimony. And that is that on multiple occasions, Joe, who swore he never talked to Hunter about his business dealings, uh, is, is Devin will testify that, that it often was the case over a couple of dozen times that Hunter would call his dad with his foreign business partners there, introduce them to his father, uh, the clear message being, yeah, uh, we're not going to really perform any service, but you have dad's protection. 
which to me is the biggest influence peddling scandal in the history of this country. Is there any chance there are recordings of this? Uh, you know, one thing is if nobody knows that this. Well, the, the, the only thing we've heard there are recordings of, Professor, and that's a great question. The only thing we know there are recordings of, and it's possible that anybody could record anything, is the Burisma CEO when he was speaking with the FBI and uh, eight informant that was getting the information and got all those quotes about how he paid ten million dollars, five million to one Biden, five million to another Biden, and we're never going to find the path of the money for ten years. But I won a big case once by making sure that the police, who I was cross-examining didn't know whether there were recordings. And if you don't know whether there were recordings, you're going to tell the truth. If you know for sure there are no recordings, then it's, you know, your word versus their word, and people can remember things very differently. So if the prosecutor has recordings or doesn't have recordings, it's important that the witnesses not know whether there are or aren't recordings. Let's get your take, uh, John Solomon. General, um, the Attorney General has really made an effort to distance himself, saying Weiss has everything he needs to do. It's his ball of wax to deal with this. Obviously, Weiss had a bad day in court yesterday because his deal blew up. Uh, there is one thing that the, the Attorney General has said, that he had absolute authority to bring those charges. Uh, we don't know if that's true yet. The Attorney General insists it is. David Weiss has given a very obfuscated answer about what he really meant. And when did he find out he had the authority? Was it after he dropped the charges uh, or dropped, allowed the tolling agreement for the statute of limitations to expire? A lot of facts have to come into evidence. At the end of the day, for the American people, Joe Biden is the most important person that we need answers about. Hunter Biden is going to plead to whatever g g crimes he committed. Uh, David Weiss will come up with his explanations and, and, and Merrick Garland will. Joe Biden gave a job interview to the American people in the fall of 2020. At least four of his answers are now factually debunked by evidence in there. That raises a much bigger question. He has had one other very important claim that he's insulated himself with, and that is, I did, yes, I fired the prosecutor. Yes, I, I took the billion dollars and used it as leverage. But that was official U.S. policy. We have had that story since the impeachment trial, which, of course, Alan Dershowitz played a role in. There is a very important set of documents that we're going to make public very soon that is going to test that question. We're going to find out if Joe Biden was carrying out policy or if he made a significant change. I got to run, but I'll have more with you guys in the days and weeks to come. This isn't going anywhere. Professor Dershowitz, Get Trump is his best-selling book. Uh, John Solomon, investigator, reporter, justthenews.com. All right, it turns out Jason Aldean did not want to edit the music video uh, about Small Town. Uh, apparently, the production company Tacklebox were given an ultimatum to remove the footage or face legal action. Well, that's good to hear. You know, I it's, it was odd because he had already won the issue. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
information download. Sean Hannity and the breaking news you might have missed today. It's Sean's insider information. Hannity is on right now. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Get to your calls here. 800-941-SEAN. Our number, you want to be a part of the program. Summertime, summertime, living almost as easy as ordering new custom window treatments from our friends at Blinds.com. In other words, this summer, get the most use of your deck, your patio, with brand new custom outdoor shades. Why not refresh your bedroom, your bathroom at the same time? You get unlimited window treatments installed for one low cost. And if you don't know what looks good, talk to a Blinds.com professional design expert. That's for free. If you don't know a wrench from pliers, then they're going to come to your home and handle the installation. They have over 25 million plus windows covered. You can rest easy with Blinds.com because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They will make sure you are happy. So save on your home upgrades right now. Enjoy them all summer long. And you'll see for yourself why Blinds.com is by far the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Over 40,000 uh, five-star reviews. It's a lot of five-star reviews. I don't think I could get that many. Anyway, just go to Blinds.com. Right now, they have their Summer Black Friday sale going on through July 30th. 45% off and mega deals. 45% off mega deals right now at Blinds.com. All right, let's go to Joel in the Commonwealth of Virginia. You got an important uh, election coming up in in November, and that uh, will decide uh, your state senate and legislature. That's going to be interesting. That's true. That's true. Uh, I I talked about it locally here with um, one of the radio announcers here. I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name. Am I allowed to do that? And say whatever you want. I believe in freedom. Go right ahead. His, his name's Joe Thomas. He's on WCHV, and we, we discuss a lot of that. But um, I'm not trying to divert your question, but, yes, it is an important election. And it actually starts on my birthday, the early voting, but... I just wanted to say this really quick or ask you this, but the discovery of uh, what was in the deal for Hunter by this judge, this judge that's following the law and trying to set her base it off of precedent. Is, is there anything else that is going to open up as far as like what maybe Merrick Garland's doing or what the DOJ did? Because wasn't, weren't these charges brought up by the ATF? I don't know about the ATF part about it. Uh, what specific charge are you talking about? The actual gun charges in violation of um, using... Um, I, I don't remember the ATF's involvement on, off the top of my head. Um, but listen, you know, well, first of all, Joe Biden is, you know, uh, he's he's been very pro-stringent, restrictive gun laws and, and taking illegal guns off the street. Okay, well, his son had an illegal gun on the street, and in his and it's, we see it in videos. We see, I, look, I did not like the videos of how he handled his own weapon, and so he lied on a gun application. And then I guess he was having a fight with the girlfriend at the time, and she decides to take the gun and throw it in a dumpster to get it away from him, which, by the way, was near a school, and that's extremely dangerous in and of itself. But putting all that aside, and thankfully some good Samaritan found it and handed it over to the police, and they did the right thing, by the way. And the Secret Service was dragged into that, too, and he didn't get in trouble. Um, I don't think that would happen to a Trump kid, and I don't think that would happen to any of us. That's the dual justice system. So that impacts 
you know, we've got to look at Merrick Garland and, and how this Department of Justice has been weaponized and politicized and how they run interference for all things Biden, all things Hillary Clinton. And and they try to just, you know, get Donald Trump for spitting on the sidewalk. So it makes sense. Just, yeah, it does. It does. And thank you for everything you do, too. I mean, it, 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 I hope this nut gets cracked open. You know, I really do. I mean, America's got to America's got to find out what's going on. I mean, we really do. But thank you for everything you do, really, Sean. It's- well, I can't do it without you. I mean, this is a team sport, actually. If we want to get the country back on track, I can't do it myself. Um, all of us have to spread the 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 gospel of saving the country. And so anyway, it's uh, I, I believe the people, this country at some point, you know, it's going to kick in and dawn on them that things aren't going well and we deserve better. And I hope that's sooner than later. Anyway, good call, my friend. Thanks, Joel. All the best. Uh, Jim, South Carolina. Hey, Jim, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Good, Sean. It's a great pleasure to talk to you, sir. Great American. Uh, you're a great American, my friend. God bless you. What's on your mind today? Well, you've spoken numerous times about the need for Republicans to uh, mount a counteroffensive to ballot harvesting that the Democrats seem to do very well. And really my question is this, and I've thought about it a lot, a lot, and I'm curious, where do you think that starts at? How do we initiate that? Well, it starts at the state level because... It's it, it, it's the states have varying laws. Some states don't even allow any ballot harvesting. You know, most states have policies regulating a voter's ability to designate an, another individual to return their ballot. But, you know, the, the thinking behind this is, oh, everybody's vote. Everybody should have the right to vote. And and this allows, you know, depending on what state laws are. Uh, legally, they allow people uh, to coordinate efforts and collect absentee ballots and hand in the absentee ballots of other people. And that's ballot harvesting. And for the Democrats, it's 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 been extraordinarily effective and has rightly generated a lot of controversy. Well, I, I get that. It's been really, uh, you know, troubling for me. Uh, Thirty two states allow ballot harvesting legally. And interestingly enough, two states that don't allow it have had the biggest uh, kerfuffles over the voting uh, regulations, which is Georgia and Arizona don't allow ballot harvesting. So what do we do in those states? And I think none of the states only allow uh, relatives or or direct designees uh, of the voter to allow their ballots to be harvested. So it's kind of limited even though with what we have to work with, how do we initiate it? How do we start? Where does it start at? In a political polling place? I think Republicans have got to look at the laws in every state, especially the swing states that are going to matter the most. Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Eh, I'm not sure if we can play in Michigan. Michigan, Arizona, Nevada. And, and they've got to match whatever the Democrats are doing. Well, as a grassroots movement, where does it really start? I mean, is it- well, it's uh, to me, it's got to start with the Republican Party in every state and the National Republican Party. Now, uh, to the credit of Ronna McDaniel, she did start an effort to 
to balance out this reluctance and resistance that Republicans have against voting by mail and voting early. You know, we, we can't continue to start out Election Day down hundreds of thousands of votes. And then, you know, if it's a crappy day and it's raining or snowing or sleeting or, you know, you got an ice storm the night before, um, you know, you can't count on day of voting when the Democrats are voting, you know, days, weeks, months in advance of the election. And that she calls it banking your vote. Republicans need to embrace it, not run from it. Now, it's not the system I want. I keep saying that. I prefer national holiday election day. I prefer paper ballots. I prefer that voting take place uh, in precincts and that partisan observers watch the vote count in every precinct. When the when the polls close, then they watch the vote counting and they make sure there's nothing nefarious going on. And then after that's all said and done, you count the, the votes at the end of the night, you declare your winner, you go home. I think that would instill confidence in the results. It would bring integrity to the system. And I think it would be fair to all parties. You know, you have to include with that voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody controls, updated voter rolls. All that has to be included as well. So I'm saying it a lot not to hear myself talk. I'm saying it because Republicans have not gotten in the ballot harvesting game yet. And trust me, I'm I'm putting a lot of pressure on the RNC to get their act together. And I, I when, when are you going to start your ballot harvesting efforts? You know, if I get told one more time, well, that would be a 50, 75 million dollar, you know, project. I'm like, then go raise the money. That's not my problem. I'm, I'm not part of the RNC. I'm not even a registered Republican. I'm just saying that if, if they continue to give this advantage to Democrats, uh, they are putting themselves at a decided disadvantage. Don't do it. Make sense? Yeah, I mean, do you think it's up to the RNC in general or grassroots, uh, local? I think it's a common, I think all the above. RNC nationally, Republican Party statewide, uh, I think people running for office, and I think the grassroots and, and every Republican. Look, if you're going to vote conservative Republican this presidential election coming up, let me just tell you right now, and you've been reluctant in the past to vote by mail or vote early. Get over it. Get over it. Just you, you've got to accept it's not the system we want. You got to deal with the reality, the truth of what we have. You fight a war with the army you have and you can sit there all day wishing you had a stronger army and more tanks and, and more jets and, and more bombs and more whatever. But you can only fight that war with what you got and and hopefully try to catch up. In this case, I'm trying to give ample warning to everybody that they better start paying attention. Don't start out every election day in states down by hundreds of thousands of votes. It makes it very hard to win those states. Am I, am I being clear? I'm trying to be very clear. I agree wholeheartedly, and I think Rush would be very proud of the torch that you're carrying in his behalf. Well, nobody can nobody can match the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT, but we miss him. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, quick break. Right back to our phones. Toll free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, back to our busy phones. Uh, Judy San Diego, uh, Kogo Radio. What's going on, Judy? How are you? Hi, I'm pretty good. I am calling because I do not understand why we continue to have 
trials for people like or by people like John Durham and Donald Trump in venues where the conclusion is a foregone, we know what's going to happen. Why can't they ask for a change in venue, and why can't they appeal the verdict? I don't understand why John... Well, they could appeal the verdict, and... The earth, and no appeal. Well, once somebody's found not guilty, I mean, it's over. Otherwise, you bring in you bring into play something called double jeopardy, which nobody should want, you know. Um, but you're right. I mean, do I think a Republican or a conservative can get a fair trial in New York City? I do not. Uh, Fulton County, Georgia, no nah, odds are low. Uh, Washington D.C. odds are even lower. And you know that's why a lot of prosecutors, you know, hey, look, look, this it's just it is what it is. I mean, it's sad. It shouldn't be. But when you'd you'd be denying the truth and be denying reality of the jury pool. And do I think change of venues are warranted in such cases? I do. I think change of venue should be used way more often than it is. I do, too. I mean, every now and then we get a surprise like this lady who recently heard the Hunter Biden case. And, you know, she is being practical. She was actually genius yesterday. Yeah. I, I think she saw right through this. I think she knew that this would prevent future prosecution of Hunter. And they, they, you were using obscure language in the gun aspect of it, but it would have applied to the, the tax issues as well. And she said, now, would this uh, allow, uh, uh, is this an ongoing investigation or is this closed? And at that point, a weaponized DOJ could not admit what they had pro- likely, in my view, very strongly believed they had already agreed to with the defense. And that's Hunter's defense team that this would, this would end all investigations. He'd be in the clear with his sweetheart deal and no jail time. We constantly hear about the judges too, about who appointed them as if that is going to determine the outcome also. I mean, it seems like there ought to be a way where a trial, especially for such a big-name person like Trump or, you know, at the John Durham trial, I mean, it seems to me a mistake to allow a judge who's got a built-in bias to make the ruling. It, it, I, I totally, if we had a system that was totally fair and we had an unbiased judiciary, that would be the case. And these prosecutors know damn well if they're in New York or Fulton County or D.C., uh, that the odds heavily favor them. And we keep. And by the way, and I would, I, I, you, I'll, I'll be even more blunt. I would expect guilty verdicts for Trump in all three venues. Oh. And I think Trump and Georgia will win on appeal with, with the Supreme Court that, uh, that is down in Georgia. I would say that, that Trump would probably win as a very good chance of winning on appeal in D.C. Well, and, and and even as a shot in New York, although it's harder. We keep hearing about Weiss, that he was appointed by Trump. He's actually first appointed by Obama, and people don't understand mm-hmm. that the senators of states have a say, uh, usually as a courtesy, by the president, and that's why Trump allowed it to continue. Well, I have heard that from one time, one day, that he Weiss worked in Obama's Department of Justice. Every other time I hear it, it's that he was a Trump appointee. 
you know. It just seems like a huge black hole in our justice system. It's wrong. Well, appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much, Judy. 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.